Hello, hello, hello on tonight. Listen, I know it has been a while since I've been on and I am coming tonight just to give you a couple of details on some things that I wanted to talk about tonight as far as the children that are in our community, the, the children in our state, state-wise. And so I was looking to uh, tonight to tell you about the supplements that the children should be getting until um, December. And I'll get to that part. But I found something else that was very interesting in me doing this podcast on tonight. And so it is called the North Carolina Child, the voice for North Carolina's children. And so um, I ran into the highlights advocacy advocacy opportunities for child development funds, the CCDF plan for North Carolina for 2022 through 2024. Now, I read some of this. And I'm going to give you a little bit of details about it. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do have it in front of me. And I wanted to discuss just a couple of things in this uh, plan that I saw that actually they're going to, um, uh, by today, if you uh, are planning on making a, a comment, it was till up until today, which is Tuesday, May the 18th. Okay. But anyway... I am going to tell you what this actually is. Every year, North Carolina receives significant funding from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services through the Child Care and Development Block Grant, which is the CCDBG. And to continue receiving these vital federal funds for child care, each state must submit a state plan that explains how it will meet federal requirements every three years. The North Carolina Division of Child Development and Early Education, DCDEE, has released a draft of the North Carolina State Plan for 2022 through 2024. The document contains background on the state plan and the CCDF funding, highlights of the draft state plan for 2022 through 2024, advocacy opportunities, and how to submit public comments. Again, I'm letting you know that today was the last day to do this, and I just happened to stumble over this before I got ready to get on the broadcast. So I want to give you a couple of things that they are actually the background of it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it because it is a lot to actually read. It's five pages, but you can go to nchild.org if you are a child care provider, if you are a child care center, a owner of a center. You may want to go here and look at this because I'm going to tell you something. It is a lot still going on with the, um, with the, the mid part of this pandemic, uh, whether it's ending, whatever. It's so many things that's changing day by day, minute by minute, second by second, hour by hour. And so I found this and I wanted to give you a couple of details in there. Um, Again, every year, North Carolina receives significant funding from the U.S. Department of Health, Human Services through the Child Care and Development Block Grant. Okay, and so in 2014, Congress reauthorized the federal grant while focusing and expanding the purpose of the CCDF. The expanded purpose of the CCDF since its reauthorization, authorization, excuse me, y'all, reauthorizations now include the following. Components promoting self sufficiency for low income families, promoting involvement by parents and families in the development of their children in child care settings, improving the overall quality of child care services and programs, increasing the numbers and percentage of low income children in high quality child care settings. In 2018, U.S. Congress 
also voted to increase funding to help states achieve the expanded goals from the 2014 reauthorization. As part of this expansion in funding, North Carolina received additional $74 million for its annual appropriations. In 2020 and 2021, North Carolina has also received an additional CCDF supplement of funding for COVID-19 release via the CARES Act, C-R-R-S-A Act, and American Rescue Plan, ARP Act, totaling $1.7 billion. And so, I, like I said, it's long and all of that, but I wanted to just give you some of the main points of it. It said that child care subsidy assistance and equal access for low-income children, child care subsidy families' co-payment remains a sliding fee scale that is 10% of the family gross monthly income. Once determined eligible, families must receive 12 months of continual eligibility unless there is a change in circumstances. Updated policy allows service to be discontinued 90 days after a non-temporary change. Subsidy reimbursement rates are to be set at the 75th percentile of the 2018 market rate survey based on county age quality rating and program type. Another market rate survey is slated to be conducted in 2021. Hope they'll make some changes to that because um, back in 2018, between 2017 and 2018 is when they actually gave a raise that the providers hadn't had since 2007 which does not make any sense. Again, I could talk about that all a whole lot because why? I was living in that moment at that time with that process with childcare, okay? And so um, the other thing I want to tell you was it's talking about improving the, sup the supply and qualities of service for infants and toddlers, develop and implement plans to recruit and sustain the infant and toddler um, workforce, including establishing center-based and or family child care workplace environments standards that reduce stressful conditions and support teachers. Really? It took all of COVID-19 for them to realize this coming and, 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 and checking on the, the centers and stressing them out and all of this. Yes, it's the well-being of the child, but what about the staff? <laughs> Listen, this is what they have implemented in the plan, okay? Um, also, they talk about um, des design and develop the infant early childhood mental health consultation program and launch and implement a pilot, expand and continue the infant toddler trauma informed care, ITTI um, care professional development framework for the infant and toddler workforce, recruiting and retaining a qualified workforce and professional development. Guess what? This should have been on the agenda a long time ago. It should not have taken. This situation that has transpired within the last year for them to come up with a retaining a qualified workforce and professional development. Now, I remind you of a couple of articles that I talked back sometime in last year. I don't know whether it was October or November. It might have been September of 2020. And I started pulling articles to let you know what was going on with the COVID-19 dilemma in child care. And so one of the ladies that actually own four daycares in Raleigh which I'm sure she still have them because she said that she was running on empty because she was using money and finances for money she already had. But at the same time, it was nothing being implemented as far as the business. The money ran out the first time and all of this. Y'all know the story behind all of this. Y'all know some of the stories of what some of these providers went through. These daycare owners, center owners went through. And so she was saying that the rules were just too restrict. So let's see if what they're going to do if they're going to change the rules. But let me finish on. Let me go on. Recruiting and retaining a qualified workforce and professional development. 
endorse use of salary scale, develop, educate, organize, advocate um, to champions, increase compensation, make available increased compensation in at least three communities through a statewide measure, establish enhanced education standards that link increased compensation to degrees, develop a plan for workforce recruitment that will address barriers to hire and sustain diverse teachers, including targeting opportunities and support for black indigenous, listen, I can't even say the word right, indigenous, if I'm saying it right, I-N-D-I-G-E-N, OUS people of color, BIPOC, support child care program leaders in improving business practices and addressing employee benefits and compensation. Listen, let me tell you something. I talked about this before. I'm really super excited tonight because I talked about this before and I told y'all without the teachers, without them being in that classroom, you have no business. So guess what? They should have been a number one priority before the pandemic came. But this is just a revised thing that they're trying to do. And if you had time tonight, if you wanted to call so that you could put your two cents in it to let them know. I just found it uh, around about 630. They're going to be on from 630 to 730. But I needed to do this podcast tonight because this is important. OK, what is missing from the plan? The, CD, the CCDF plan must also include information about how the state plans to implement the new step stabilization grants award awarded under the American Rescue Plan Act. This information is not included in the current draft. They say we urge you to include your perspective on stabilization grants in your public comments. God knows they need to give every daycare provider that was running, functioning, running their centers, whether it was homes. They need to put something in there and stay, give them stabilized grants so that they can expand their businesses, so that they can go forward in their businesses and do what they need to do for these children. Why? Because these children are our next generation. If they don't have the directions, if they don't have the leadership that they need to empower these kids, to let them know that they're going to be the best that they're supposed to be by you implementing as a child care provider, as a daycare owner, letting these children know, encouraging them. Letting them know that they can be who they want to be when they grow up. Something positive in their communities. That's what I'm all about. That's what I talk about all the time. So guess what? I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited about them implementing this plan. But it's about time that North Carolina make teachers be number one when it comes to schools. Listen, over the weekend, I was around family and everything. Hadn't seen them in over a year. We had conversations. My aunt was basically talking to me about how her um, grandson was having problems with school. Very smart. But when this COVID hit, it kind of transitioned him. It, 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 it basically changed all of our lives around. And what I can't understand with society is this. And I'm never able to understand this. I don't know why. Children go through as much as adults do. In situations, life transitions, things change. Children change. When this thing hit last year, it devastated a lot of kids. They could not understand why they couldn't see their friends. They could not understand why they couldn't go to school. It was a lot. It was just stress, mental stress, mentally. I'm telling you. And so guess what? We seem to overlook that sometimes. We seem to bypass that. And the teachers want the kids to get back to school. It's normal. Let me tell you something. This has been a change for these children. They are our future. And there should be something implemented to understand as well being a teacher. 
with you being home and you're stressed out doing online teaching or whatever it is that you do. Listen, these children too as well went through. So I want the teachers under the sound of my voice that's listening to my broadcast, my podcast on tonight to let you know, be gentle, be kind. Because a lot of these children have been devastated. They don't know how to react. They don't know what to say. And when you are a teacher, you should be willing to have patience, understanding, and guidance. Not trying to always just pile so much stuff on these kids. We already living in a society where everything is fast, fast, fast. And kids sometimes cannot understand that. How do I know? Because I've been working with children for over 20 some years and all of them don't grow at the same level. But guess what? If you take the time to have a conversation with them and let them know, listen, it's going to be okay. Encourage them. Let them know. Things change for all of us, but it's all in how we perceive things. And people just don't understand that. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit tonight because mental health, when it comes to our children, is just as important as your physical health and anything else. Why? Because if your mind is not lined up, if your mind is not consistent and persistent with doing what you're supposed to do as a teacher, and that's encouraging these kids and helping them. That's the reason why you have that career, not to push them to the side if they don't understand something because they have been gone for a year from school dealing with this crisis, going through different things, you know, it's just, it's just a big change for everybody. And so I wanted to say something about that on tonight. Teachers, I understand some of y'all have been through a lot. You haven't been treated fairly. You've been talked down to all of that, but I encourage you on tonight to let you know you are a part of these children's future. You are the ones that are teaching them and talking to them, giving them a positive impact to let them know that they can make it through this crisis. You are there to encourage, build, and edify them and push them to go to the next place. I'm not talking about as soon as they come back, you piling all this work on top of them because it's going to take time for them to adjust. It takes time for us to adjust when we move and, and go somewhere else to another location, move from one house to the other, or change a job from and go to another job. It is all new as well as for them, as well as for us, as well as them. And that's what I'm talking about on tonight because a lot of people don't understand that and we just want to get back to business. We want to get back to what was, but guess what? Welcome to our new norm. And these children are going to need the love. They're going to need the nourishment. They're going to need the nurturing and all of that so that they can get to a place where they feel comfortable again with what they need to do. And so I wanted to talk about that on tonight. I really did because that's my passion. These children are my passion and this is the reason why I do what I do. This is the reason why I come and talk to you and let you know the situation that's going on in this field. Okay. And so that's what they were saying tonight. And they did have a meeting ID number and everything, which you can go to nchild.org if you are interested in doing this. I just want to say this tonight, but I do also... I found something else that I wanted to, um, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can find it now, but I I found something else I wanted to discuss too. So if you are, um, if you are on the work first program, they're going to actually give you a supplement. I I think it was either 275 or 250, um, to help with things, but I'm going to say this and I feel just like I feel because I, I, I realize it's a lot of things going on, but 250 is nothing to take care of something dealing with these children. 
Let me tell you why. Because at the end of the day, you can't even get a tank of gas for $25 anymore. You can't even get a, 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 a buggy full of grocery for $100 anymore. Listen, I, I, this is just my opinion. This is the way I feel about it because I know what it takes to raise children. I am a single mother as of now. My children are grown. I was a single mother. But I do want you to know this. It is a lot. It is a lot of pressure with the changes and stuff on the parents as well. And I feel like they could have gave more than 275. Okay, I did find out as well. I seen on TV yesterday. I tried to find the article to pull it up, but the children under the age of five will be getting, I think, 300. I'm not sure. You can look it up, but double check it. And the ones that were from, um, I think, five to 17 or something like that, they're going to get 275 or something like that. Check it out because I tried to find it and I could not find it. I was trying to pull it up. I needed to dig deeper before I got on here, but I didn't get a chance to do it. But I do want you to know tonight that our children are our future. I always say that on this podcast. Why do I do that? Because it's so important. And sometimes we get so caught up in life not realizing that our children are not always going to stay small. So we have to impact them and empower them at the level that they are on at right now and train them that they can do great things on this earth. They can. They can. If they want to be a professional baseball player, if they want to be a professional basketball player, if they want to be an entrepreneur, we should be impacting this stuff in these kids and letting them be free in that area. Because a lot of times these children go to school and they feel like they're out of place because they may finish their work first. Or they may be lackadaisy laying back, not doing their work. Listen, teachers, y'all have to learn how to have discernment when it comes to these kids. I'm sorry. You need it in this season. I'm talking to the teachers as well. Under the sound of my voice that's listening to me, you need it. I'm going to tell you why. Because a child can end up being bored and finishing their work first. And guess what? They have maxed out of that class. They need something else to challenge them. So guess what? I believe in the children building things with their hands because they can have a company by building something with their hands, whether you believe it or not. Yes, it happens. That's how these young people end up being uh, growing up to be entrepreneurs and having their own business. That's what I'm talking about on tonight. So listen, I hope in the almost 20 minutes that I have talked on tonight that you got a lot out of the message that I'm giving you on tonight. You need this information. I am your advocate for childcare to let you know what's out here that we are so distracted that we're not paying attention to because we have other things going on in our lives and everybody's trying to get back to work. They're trying to find someone to, uh, you know, be a, a caregiver for their children and all of this. It has been a change for everybody. Well, guess what? That's what I loved about my business with Little Angels Drop-In. Because it was there to help serve the community. It was there to impact those children and those children could be free when they came to my place. Yes. And so now I'm working towards getting it back open like it needs to be. That's what I'm working towards. But I want you to know tonight, encourage your children. Let them know they're going to get through it as well as your whole family going to get through it. But let those kids know that they can make it. That's, that's my whole point in talking tonight. I'm letting you know about the resources of what's coming to you that you may not even know of because you don't listen to the news, number one, and you may not even be picking up your newspaper. 
It may come across your phone if your phone is set to get news, but I am your media for tonight. Yes, I am. Because I want you to know what's there and what they're planning for 2022 to 2024 with these children. It is very important that you know that. Anybody in the childcare industry needs to know this. Yeah, you need to, you need to know this. This is why I'm sharing this tonight. So listen, I will be back on next Tuesday and we will be talking about something else on next Tuesday. I will let you know ahead of time. I will post on my Facebook page and I'm going to need to start continuing to post on, post on my little interest drop in page as well. Why am I doing this? Because our children are the future and there's information out there that we don't even know that parents don't even know that the daycare owners don't even know because the agenda is still going on as we speak. Even though that you are in your homes or whatever you're doing at this point in time, rules are still being changed. All of this. So y'all, please don't lose focus with the next generation with our children. That's what I'm telling you on tonight. Listen, thank you for your time. And I'll be back on next Tuesday at seven o'clock with my broadcast. Little Angels Drop In LLC podcast. Thank you for your time tonight. God bless and good night.